<laughs> you can't beat the classics. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. We got episode 12 of You Can't Beat the Classics podcast. George and Mike are with, are with sitting with me, as usual. Bless you, Mike. Thanks. How are you two on, how are you two on this fine day? Oh, great. Static and thrilled and all of the ah. <laughs> Yeah, so like, all right, episode 12 in... All right, so last episode, we had to stumble on a movie from the year 2011. So what better way than to jump back on the Liam Neeson train <laughs> than with 2011's The Grey, directed by Joe Carnahan, whoever that is, known for The Grey. <laughs> also written by Joe Carnahan. Yes, also written by him. Yeah. Well, it was about time we stumbled upon another one of Liam Neeson's post-taken movies, I want to call it. So, like, all right. Um, I, I feel like I don't need to ask this because this was probably you guys' first time watching The Grey. Uh, I've seen it before. Oh, you yeah. yeah. I hadn't seen it since, like, since it came out, like, in theaters, like, whenever. Like, I think I probably saw it, like, a couple of months, like, February, something like that after that. I, m- I remember I was on a date, and we went to go see The Grey. Her oh. and I. Yeah. How, how did that date end? Actually, pretty good. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't bad. Like, like, the movie we thought was... The movie we thought was fine, but yeah, watching so watching it again, this was only the second time I had seen it, you know, since then. Um, so, all right, the big question I wanted to raise before we started talking about this one is: Do you guys think that Liam Neeson is being typecasted to these like kind of roles? Uh, I think that there was a money train and Liam Neeson just was at every single station of the money train until the train stopped coming around. So in long story, yes, I think he's being typecasted, but I think he's welcoming it because he's making money doing it. I mean, yeah, he was definitely typecasted because even like Seth MacFarlane made two movies where he made fun of Liam Neeson being a badass. Yes, but uh, a million ways to die in the West. He was like, "No, no, no! It's gonna be funny. You keep your natural accent." So he had, he had like his natural accent in that movie just to make fun of him even more about how much of a badass he is. So for me, like uh, he he's definitely been like taking like the roles he's been taking since the Taken franchise. Like, there's been very few that have been like all right. I think most of them for me have been a miss for me. Uh, the gray is one for me. That's like, it's not a miss, but I mean, it's, it's, I think it's one of his like last, like decent movies that he starred in for me. 
like this, like probably this movie and Unknown. Um, everything since then, I, I thought has been like not good. I will say, I would never call this movie decent. This movie was buns. <laughs> I've never seen it and I watched it twice because the first time I was like I must have missed something and then I watched it again what was it two days ago Mike when I texted yeah, you yeah when you texted me like a half an hour before it finished you were like oh my god <laughs> I, I had to stop because I was laughing so hard and I made a TikTok of it that's yeah. how you did that yeah was. I was so <laughs> unimpressed by everything. Liam Neeson is a great actor, so obviously he did a good job. The writing was fucking dookie. The action was fucking lame. And, like, how many stupid fucking one-liners were in this movie? Yeah. And, like, everyone everyone was a badass, and everyone had a point to prove, and everyone had a story. I was just like, oh, my God. The cast was amazing too. Like that's a really good cast, and they Kermit Mulroney. They made them all seem so dumb. I don't know. Like I didn't care that any of them died. I didn't care that well, a single one of them died. Even at the end, that's one thing this movie does is like you don't care really about any of the characters. No, it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of blue collar guys on a. On a plane, I mean, we're getting we'll, we're getting into it, yeah. But like, just a plane that crashes, just full of nobodies. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, like the whole premise of this movie, I'm going to go over like literally beginning to end in like 48 seconds here. The whole premise of this movie is that they work in like an oil refinery or something like that up in Alaska or somewhere else in the middle of nowhere, and he's hired as like a protector of the people who are in the fields doing the work by killing wolves who are trying to attack them while they're doing work. And basically yeah. like he sets up the whole movie with like, I've done so many bad things in my life. This is the only place where I'm accepted now. But then he's taking a plane out of there for some odd reason. Don't really understand and when the plane crashes and then uh, death movie. That's like three hours. I could have done it in like 55 seconds. It's, it's like two hours of every waiting for everyone to die. <laughs> 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 I, have, I have a theory about that, but when we get into it, I will get it more. All right. Yeah. The so- movie was terrible. I waited two and a half hours, or whatever the runtime is. Spoiler alert. I don't know why I looked to my right, like as if the audience was over here to my right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Shout out to the Philippines. That's what George was looking at. He was looking. He was looking towards their direction. Bang bang. <laughs> You get to the very end of the movie, and the only thing that keeps you in the movie is like, let's see the one v one. Let's let's see the wolf versus Liam, and then you find out it's all of them versus Liam, and he's like breaking bottles and shit. He's ready to roll. I waited the entire movie for this specific moment, and it cut to black, and I was like, yeah. Couldn't have been more pissed off, confused, and <laughs> slightly like, like, like they. We'll get to it, but they spent so much time creating the dilemma right after, like, from when the guy drowns to that moment where he realizes he's in the den. Is about ten minutes of straight build up to like some sort of internal conflict that I don't even know if he's moved past. To be honest, like it, it was like I'm over it. I need a sign. I'm 
I, I'll do it myself. To, to, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm he got the die. sign. He was in the middle of the wolf den. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like <laughs> Yeah, you're fucked. The whole, the whole end didn't make any fucking sense. And I was so mad that I went to YouTube and typed in animals in films, the gray. And there's a YouTube video of a guy breaking down how the entire movie is unrealistic because wolves don't hunt the way that they hunted. I was, I was like, oh, well, there we go. It, You're ruining my take. <laughs> uh, it, on it, hold on. So before we go, before we go into it, like from beginning to end. So I don't know if this is good, but let's watch the trailer oh. for the gray. This is See what we got to work with here. Uh, it's full volume too. No, these are the problems Jet Blue's having right now. <laughs> we need a fire. Then we find food. If we don't move, I'm broke now. We're all freeze to death. Somebody will find us. They gotta know that plane went off the radar. Nobody's gonna find us. Not here. We figure out what way is south, and we start walking. This will be one of those wild stories you tell at a party. Get up! Get up! Spoiler, Spoiler, there's there's the ending. Ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I have man. a couple things from the beginning of that trailer, which is the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Number one, motherfucker falls asleep, falls asleep on a plane, and then is shook into wakeness, laying in the middle of nowhere covered in snow you just telling me that this guy crashed in a plane and just like is 150 feet away from the plane laying in snow totally fine yeah totally fine why <laughs> doesn't seem unrealistic to you that like, and, and you just, like, fairness, out of a seat fell out of the plane landed in the snow and everything's okay do you not remember the crash he he was probably legit the safest one there he he strapped himself the fuck into that chair 
Yeah, then right. how did he end up yeah. out of it in the middle of a freaking snowfield? He wasn't. He woke up in the chair. No, he true. didn't. He was no. I, 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 I. The chair probably added some support when he hit the ground. I don't know. I, I. They all die in real life. There isn't twelve people walking away from that fucking plane. Wait, so, so that's kind of what yeah. I was getting to. This movie, the first time I watched it, when I got to the end, I realized something. This is a lost scenario. Everyone, everyone in this situation is already dead, and when they come to terms with it, they start getting picked off by the wolves. Hmm. So he like, makes you he see, makes like, as people start to remember like their kids and and fond memories, they get sicker and sicker, and then the wolves pick them off. Hmm. That, that so, doesn't make the movie better. No, no, it doesn't make no. the movie better. But like, everyone is already dead, and as they come to realize that they're dead. Their characters are like, like, well, I'm not, I'm not trudging anymore because I'm already dead. Like, I, I've come to accept it. Like, this is my fate. I'm already dead. And like, you can see that because we'll go over the deaths later on. But like, every death has like a a moment of like clarity for the person, and then all of a sudden, mm. they're gone. and the only reason why Liam Neeson is the last one alive is because he's the only one that hasn't come to terms with what he went through with his life. So he's still fighting all the way until the end. He never got over his personal struggle, therefore he's he's still fighting it. And that's the only reason why he's still alive at the end. Mm. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Not all a right, bad so. take. Not a bad take. Still, still wasted four hours of my life watching this fucking movie <laughs> twice. I couldn't I couldn't fucking believe that they're on the plane. And I, I Googled this, and I couldn't get a definitive answer. You can see your breath on the plane. Who the fuck lives in that cold weather? Yeah. Well, that's uh, – yeah, we'll, we'll get to the plane. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, so apparently this takes place in Alaska. And he – the first thing that happens is he just walks into some bar, which I was like, what the hell kind of bar is this? I'm like, these are just bars in Alaska, very well lit – <laughs> very very lively you know <laughs> and like he's like he's like he's like having thoughts about some some girl he was with that was not Lenore <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was <laughs> some it other lady it felt like a Punisher situation like kind of I watched that I was I kept thinking of the Punisher and I knew immediately I was like this bitch is dead this bitch is already dead no yep. shot she's alive no. Yeah. So that that kind of leads to him like almost wanting to kill himself like at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> this movie, it's just it's there just, was just so hard. Can we agree? I know John likes this movie. It's there's it's just, it's all right. There's just too That's much awesome. going on. There's just too much going on. Yeah. Like yeah, they go from that scene to like showing him in the field and he kills a wolf. And yeah. Then, like, so. Apparently he snipes wolves or shoots us that try to attack people that are trying to work. Like the idea behind the movie after you watch it play out is that you're supposed to care about the group of guys. But I don't give a shit about the group. It's like centrally no. focused on Liam Neeson. And it's like it just doesn't work. Yeah. Like the whole storyline yeah. feels like okay, you're supposed to care about twelve guys, but here. Just keep looking at all these flashbacks of this one guy, and it's and it starts in the beginning where I just don't care. 
I feel like nothing was established in the beginning of this movie. Yeah, like there was supposed to be like all like mystery things going on. Like, who's this woman? What's he doing here? What's happening? It's like, bitch, I want wolves. I want to see the wolves. I don't care about what you're doing to me because it doesn't make any fucking sense. I didn't. Well, let's start with the wolves then. So, say you're in the middle of an Alaska wilderness and you just crash in your plane. The last thing that wolves are going to do is travel. 15 miles to go to like what seemed like could have been more could have been less i don't know to go investigate this crashed plane <laughs> because the whole time these guys are hiking through the wilderness to try and find civilization and they end up in the wolf den and this is mm-hmm. like five days later you're trying to tell me that these wolves traveled that far to stalk this group of guys just for them to like hike down and end up in the wolf den it doesn't make any sense <laughs> That's true. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, literally, they were the way they explained wolves. The wolves, wolf behavior in this movie seemed odd. Like, like the guy like, never like, even read Three Little Pigs. Like, like none of us are animal experts here, but I, I thought it was weird. Yeah, I think it was funny. He was like, when like, um, they're sitting around a fire, and and one of them gets attacked by a wolf, and he's like, "Was that the alpha?" And he's like, "No, no, that was a rogue." The rogue who didn't listen to the alpha came out and he was testing us. And I was like, Yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so well one of the things I don't understand is like one it's one one of it is to your point, Mike. He feels like he has a life here and it's like despite like this woman in his life being dead or whatever, like it seems like this is all he knows, and you don't get an explanation as to why he's getting on this plane, going wherever he's going. Yeah, uh, it, it looks like they're going to. It looks like they're going to. They're not even going that far. They're like they're going to another part of Alaska. Yeah, and like the wild part about this whole thing, to go back to George's point too, originally, like they want you to care at least about one character, but they want you to care about the whole group. But they don't give you a reason to care, right? So, like, he has no life. This is the only place where he, his set of skills is acceptable. He's done bad things in his life. Well, like, why do I care about you then? Like, what's the point? Like, you're literally just a piece of shit who's going to die. This movie could have been 10 hours long, and I wouldn't have cared about any of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true though they, like the all the touching moving parts like <clears throat> it, it felt like lord of the flies which is fine in the beginning mm. yeah and then like i mean not to keep bouncing around but like as as members of the group started getting picked off it's like well, what the fuck are we doing here yeah like what and are we doing like- here and then what they do is, like, they start off the movie with, like, everyone here is a convict. Everyone here has a past. And then, like, as they go through the movie, they're like, but he has a daughter and he loves her. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't, like, what the hell? Like, I don't care at this point. Like, you're, you're way past it. This guy is supposed to be, like, a hardened criminal who doesn't give a shit about anything. But, like, now we're going to bring in this little piece of humanity to make you feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. You you know what movie did a really good job of that, that we don't talk about because for some reason it's like not well liked in Hollywood. The movie takers does a really good job of giving you criminals that like you, you fall in love with all of them and like you care about what's going on. Well, a a better, a more well-known one, I guess would be oceans 11. 
right? They're yeah, criminals. I was say, you yeah. about them. Or gone in but, sixty seconds. But like, gone in sixty seconds is a good one. But takers is one where like they're all disgusting human beings robbing banks, right? And you care about all their individual stories, even though Idris Elba and Paul Walker are the main characters. You still care about the side ones like Chris Brown, T.I. You care about all of them and whether or not they live or die. Here, they did kind of the same thing, except you don't give a flying fuck about yeah. any of I, them. I feel like this movie is just a, a regurgitation of like six different things, and it's just not a very poor... It's, I mean, it's not a very good... <laughs> Regurgitation. I feel like it's not the fault of the the cast they put with this movie too. Phenomenal. Uh, the acting in this movie is not bad, but I think even with even if you replace some of these characters with like more notable names, like 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 another Liam Neeson like type name or something like that, you still wouldn't really care that much. Yeah, I don't know. wasn't Frank Grillo in this movie? Yes, John. Like yeah. I mean, that that was a pretty big name. Um, yeah, I think this was before. Like I think this was before the Winter Soldier came out. Yeah, it was. But yeah, he was in the Purge. I mean, you have you have some pretty decent actors in here. Yeah, you know, Dermo Mulroney. I don't know dude, how to pronounce the name, but dude, he's there was name. there was one guy I thought that was. I swear, the guy. One, there's one guy that was sitting next to. I think it was the guy that was sitting next to him on the plane at first. I thought. Is that Alexander Skarsgård? Oh, Joe Anderson. Yeah. It kind of looked like him, and I was like, "No, that's not him." <laughs> oh, well, get to get back on track. The plane. What plane ride have you ever been on where people talk like that and like act like it's you know romper room or whatever on the plane? Well, I've th- never been on a plane where people talk. Th- like that. Another thing too is like they knew they knew a storm was coming, and they still took off. Like this is like not. Like this is Alaska. Like if the, if I if you found out about a I like if air traffic control up there found out about a storm, like serious storm, like they would not let these planes take off. I mean, I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, I tried to fly in a snowstorm in February, and they wouldn't let our plane take off because the computers were frozen, and they couldn't boot them up. And you're trying to tell me that like this plane had like three and a half feet of snow on it, and they, they were just sprayed some ice, ice on off. It. Yeah, the front. <laughs> And, and then it was like all set to go. No, no. Dude, I I fully I fully sympathize with. Uh, uh, I'm gonna call. It, we have to call Liam by his character uh, Otway, in the fact Otman. that he's like, uh, uh, <laughs> according to Amazon, it's Otman. It's Otman. Yeah, that's no, how that's how much Amazon cares about this movie is that they don't even get the character names right in the bio. Like it's it's definitely Otway. <laughs> but like he's like he's like oh, I don't want to talk to anybody on the plane. <laughs> yeah, but like no, no one if you've ever flown, no passenger acts the way that all those passengers did. Everyone yeah. sits there, they shut the fuck up. They may be talking yeah. to people in their row. They're not standing up screaming to people five rows in front of them. I knew people on a flight when we went to Miami all throughout the plane. I didn't fucking stand up and scream, "Hey, bruh! Hey, bruh!" Yeah, dude. I feel like the air marshal would have put these guy put one of these guys down <laughs> as soon as they started causing all this yeah. shit. Yeah, they were doing. one guy talking about like the statistics of plane crashes, and it's just yeah, like, well, yeah, he would have got tuned up in a heartbeat. Dude, the plane's trajectory didn't even match where they were going. Dude, they they said they were going to they said they were going to Anchorage. 
But I, I looked, I paused, and I looked at where they were going. They were like, the, the trajectory was like to like California or something. I'm like, what yeah. the hell's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The whole I mean, there's there's very little redeeming about this movie, aside from the fact that the avionics are also not very good. <laughs> yeah, well, once that plane started freezing, that was like, yeah, yeah this thing never should have took off. <laughs> yeah. See, like Mike said before, like I don't like directors that have the first line re- uh, credits on screenplays. I usually lean towards those movies a little more because it's usually better. Mm. Yeah, like, I think they're directing in their own vision, right? Right, but like well, this one was terrible. So, like, like, like <laughs> in this circumstance, maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. I I know a lot of movies that are directed by the same person who at least had a hand in writing it. But this one here just needed another set of eyes to be like, yeah, this kind of sucks. He needed like he needed a better like assistant director or something. Like there was no assistant director. Mm. It was just there was a co-writer. Him. Yeah. Well, apparently this was based off of a short story called Ghostwalker, which I which I had never heard of. But oh, but the other they're but, already dead, and they come to realization that they're dead, and then they get <laughs> eaten by wolves. Yeah, so the author of that was the other writer for this movie. Should have stayed a short story. Should have never been a movie. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, um, this plane crash sequence, not bad. I thought the plane crash was actually pretty good. Well, the print, I mean, like I said, aside from the fact that he's lying 150 feet away (laughs) from the plane completely unharmed, he got thrown from a plane when it hit the ground and he's completely unharmed. Oh, I guess it's a pretty well-known theory that the Grey, they're in purgatory. Because I just Googled Ghostwalker to see what was going on. Yeah, so uh, I guess it's a pretty well-known theory that the Grey is based off being in purgatory. And as they realize uh, that they're dead, they die. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. So, like, the movie... That's deep. That's deep. And, it, like you said, like like I said, if you think about every death... Did a death, fucking piss-poor job showing it. Right, they mm. did a piss-poor job showing it. But if you think about every death, every character that succumbs to the wolves has a moment of clarity. Like, the guy who got his foot stuck under the water and drowned, he had just talked about uh, to Otway about what he was doing when he left the bar and what his plans were. And he's like, you know, mm-hmm. I've only ever seen two looks on a man like that. And uh, his moment of clarity was making John face the fact that he was contemplating suicide and, and like the fact that he hadn't given up yet. And then once he had that moment of clarity and talked to him about it, boom, he died. And then Diaz, Diaz was like, nah, man, like I'm done. Like my moment of clarity is that I'm just done. And he just sits on a log and then a wolf comes in. Like, it's not even like gruesome. It's not even like violent. The wolf just comes and takes him. Hmm. Because he, because he like willingly succumbed to it, it didn't have to be violent. Trash. So it's so like yeah, it was depicted really poorly. And when when you watch it and you think of it in that way, you're like, okay, this movie makes a little more sense. But it's still just like not a very entertaining movie. It does make more sense. <clears throat> yeah, they still could have. You still could have given them all motives to, as to why they were going to Anchorage. You could have mm-hmm. done a better job of like portraying the fact that these people were human. Like you didn't humanize any of them. No. They, to me, they were all just sacks of meat 
Yeah, literally, they, they were it. just meals for the wolves. That's all they were. Yeah. Well, also that that thought kind of explains too that this is probably not the wolves, the way wolves would behave. Right. This is pretty. You know, the, the wolves, yeah, the wolves are there to send but, them on their way. Like, wouldn't it have made more sense to change it a bit for Hollywood? Because that's what Hollywood does, right? And instead of everyone having their moment of clarity, like, you just make one of them the shepherd or something like that to, like, herd them all in and, like, keep them going. Because that's kind of how Liam Neeson's character felt. Like, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. Like, he didn't seem like the desperate guy who wasn't ready to die yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Like, you made with the wife and everything, you kind of, in the letter... You, you didn't pivot it and set it up as, like, he's a desperate guy clinging to life, which is, I, I assume, what they were going for, yeah. right? <clears throat> now that like, I know. But, like, it, instead yeah. of making him seem like he's clinging to life, you made it seem like, no, 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 I'm going to help you guys. We're going to get through yeah. this. Like, like no. Uh, make, but, make him so desperate. Like, when you look at it at the end, right, so, like, he's in purgatory, and then, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of skipping forward here. So, like, he, he's at the end, and he's made his way to the wolf's den. And like he's still fighting, like he ha- he hasn't succumbed to it, he hasn't accepted his death yet, and you're just like, <sighs> like there's no way he survives this, right? Because there's way too many wolves, and he's uh... still fighting, and it it kind of makes you want to be like, I wish he pulled the Diaz. In my opinion, I wish they showed him just sitting there on the wolf's den, and then the wolf comes up and just sits across from him, and then he's just sitting there, and they're both staring at each other, and then black. That to me mm-hmm. would have been, been better. so much better than him putting the things in his hands and having the wallets out and and seeing like everyone's memories and all their stories through their wallets. But that's that's why it's mm-hmm. confusing though, isn't it? Because the wallets, like that's yeah. what I'm talking about. The ten minutes between when that guy do- drowns to when he knuckles up and gets ready, it's very confusing as to like, okay, yeah. is he struggling or is he accepting that he's probably gonna die? Like, yeah, like if, if it were me, the whole ending sequence would have been like. Every cut would have been him pulling out a different wallet and like seeing like the guy's daughter and pulling out another wallet and seeing something else and pulling and then all of a sudden he looks up and he's in the wolf den. Like I said, he's just like on his knees pleading, and then the wolf just comes and sits across from him, not growling, not doing anything. Yeah, just sits across from him, and then boom, dark, and then it's over. Or like even oh. as they die, the pack of wolves gets bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like just oh, some yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. metaphor or simile. Yeah, or or like like a pack of wolves that has like the scar that Diaz got when he got attacked on the shoulder, something so- like that. To something. Like, yeah, to show also, that, like, they're part of the pack now. Yeah, can yeah, we talk about who who was the guy that died? I know we're gonna skip, but like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the black oh, guy that got yes. pneumonia or whatever? No, 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 no. The guy that was afraid of heights, and then the rope broke, and he oh. smashed the tree. Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. Wolf, bro. I yeah. cringed. And then when the daughter's hair was flowing over his face, bro, I knew yeah. he at that point. I was like, oh, that yeah, was the only time I felt anything outside. Just because, like, thinking of if that was me. Yeah, oh. it, like, you fell halfway down a tree and then cracked both of your ankles, and then this wolf just drags you into nowhere. Oh, man, yeah. Dude, these guys, these guys had bad, some bad deaths. Uh, <laughs> they got, dude, these wolves, yeah, these wolves chewed them up. But one, one thing I was thinking of as you guys are talking about this is that, like, they kind of paint that, but they don't really like, they don't like, like, 
all of what you guys saying, like, like they make the alpha like a totally different color than the rest of the wolves. Yeah. So which prop, which probably happens in nature, but like I literally just looked up wolf alpha, and like not many of them are like black, 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 <laughs> like black like that. So like yeah. it, it, it kind of makes it makes it to the point where it maybe a it would have been a more solid ending if the alpha was just like sitting in front of him instead of yeah. a instead of a fight between the alpha and Liam Neeson. So, would that so have been me, better? To me, if you do it that way, it it literally it makes you feel like the way it was intended to be received by the writers, in my opinion. So, like, I think the way that they left it was up open for interpretation. But if you, like, show that the wolf and Liam, Liam's character, John, are in agreement that it's the end of the road and there's no violence and there's no drama and it just ends, like, people are like, oh, he's accepted his death and now, and now like, he's he's able to move on. And that's it. People, I think, I feel like that's way more direct. I don't know. I'd like mm-hmm. to see if there was alternate endings or if they the whole time they were just like, nah, he's going to go down fighting. Because to me, that just didn't make any sense. It just didn't. Remember in Saving Private Ryan when Matt Damon talked to Tom Hanks in the church and they had that like come to Jesus moment, I guess, where like, oh, my, my family's dead. Like, I feel like they tried to have that two or three times yeah. in this movie and it just never stuck. It just it never was, stuck. It was more like the Vin Diesel moment where he was giving away the position of his team. Yeah, like, <laughs> I just, I, the more I, I like, got into this movie, the more I was just like, man, give me $200 million and I could make a billion dollars. Is that the movie. budget? Don't even tell me that's the budget. I have no idea. The but... budget was, oh, jeez. The budget was $25 million. Give me $25 million, I could make a better movie. Yeah. Opening weekend, it only made nineteen six gross U.S. and Canada, fifty one gross worldwide, eighty mil. So it tripled, it you know more than tripled what it what it cost to make, but like that could have been a billion dollar movie. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, there's some controversy here with what they with how the way they portrayed the wolves. There's a ton of controversy. Like Pete, like like Peta got involved in everything. Of course they did. Yeah. Save the sea cucumbers. I, I like this movie like wasn't if you're bored and you have time to kill, this movie's not a terrible movie to watch. But yeah, like, you just you just gotta yeah. think of it in a different way. If you when think of it like so like the first time I watched it, I had no experience for it, and then I was like I don't know. And then this time I watched it, I had the understanding that like going into it that they were already dead. When you watch it from that perspective, each character becomes more meaningful because their step into out of purgatory and, and into death is more meaningful because they have, like I said, a come to Jesus realization moment before they die, which pushes the story, but it still doesn't do it in a oh, very good way. Oh, George, it says the director says he had an alternate ending he never intended to use, showing Neeson battling the Alpha. It was supposed to be included in deleted in the deleted scenes. However, no extras were included on the Blu-ray. Oh, what a pussy! <laughs> what a pussy! Come on, man. But yeah, that would have been cool to see him. If if you're gonna show the fight with the Alpha, show it. If you're gonna film it. You put it on the DVD commentary, baby. That too. 
just like Robert Downey said, I don't cut character to the DVD commentary. You fucking put it on there. Also, by the way, can, <laughs> side note, Tropic Thunder, greatest TV DVD commentary of all time. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you want to watch a funny movie, watch Tropic Thunder with the DVD commentary on. You won't regret it. It's worth the $15 on fucking Amazon Prime. But no, this movie legit was it was bad. The director no. the director fucked up. He was not paying attention. He I don't know what sub like they had the test audience, right? Trash test audience. If he or he didn't take any of the suggestions, trash on him. <clears throat> this movie start to finish is littered with plot holes. Oh. And like Wait. I don't know. It's a post there's a post credit scene? I didn't even want <laughs> There is? I feel like I feel like this is not true. I'm watching the deleted scene of uh him fighting the wolf. Is it good? Really? Uh so basically it's like behind the scene pictures and like um storyboard drawings of oh. what happens during the fight. Nah, I don't need to see that. Uh basically him and the wolf are lying dead on top of each other. That's whack. That's whack as fuck. I'd be so pissed. Oh, that's it? Alright, yeah, I just pulled it up. That's not even worth showing. How how cool would it have been though to if I feel like now that I I have the, the point of view of the purgatory thing, if they could have just pivoted that a little better and added like another character who just never died and was like a constant Who was like the god? Or or yeah, mm. like the person, you know, like an NPC who if, just if, didn't didn't if nothing faced them. If they just have like Morgan Freeman there and he's like, you know what? Yeah. I do. <laughs> Literally, you could have put one more character in. Let them just follow Neeson the whole time because obviously the movie was revolving around Neeson. If you just leave that one character in to the very end and then they're both in the den, you know, it saves the movie. And then, like you said, now you have the wolf sitting in front of Neeson. You have like the shepherd or whatever Who NPC led him to it. sitting right next to him, calm as a cucumber, and then you have Neeson just staring at the wolf. Boom. Then God. it's like, yeah, then it's like, oh fuck. You know, mm. what you it's not a it's not a man versus nature story anymore. It's man versus God, you know? Yeah. So I think that I think because like I walked away and that went completely over my head. And I saw it twice in a week. Went completely over my head. Didn't even yeah. think of that. Uh, the whole time I was just like, this is the worst man versus nature movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I, I, I almost, I've never seen, what's the Leo movie where he fights the bear? Like, oh, the, oh, um, the Revenant. Yeah. I was like, man, low bar to beat. <laughs> like, the Revenant's probably not that good. Oh, <laughs> the Revenant is fantastic. I've never seen it's probably a better version of this, and that came out like a few years after. Yeah, except for the fact that like the storyline is really different, and basically like Leo, uh, basically you know everyone knows about the bear attack, whatever. But basically, like he's on a revenge path after that, and then it, it becomes amazing. Ah, okay. <laughs> Maybe the Revenant was probably like, "All right, we saw the gray. Let's make it better." <laughs> Let's make it way better. 
I know, The Revenant I've seen a few times, and every time I watch it, I feel like I see something new, which is like one of those movies. It's mm. like a, it's, it's, I don't know. This movie is That's Felicia like, Del Toro, right? He he directed yeah, that. Yeah. And and yeah. it's worth it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, Leo's first Oscar, and it has to be something big because he didn't get one for Titanic. So could you imagine? He didn't get he didn't even get nominated for Titanic. I, I that's what I'm saying. So like this movie had to be something special for him to get his first right. And then the whole speech. I'm going off on a tangent here, but Leo <laughs> Leo dedicated his speech to like raising awareness for climate change instead of just being like thank everyone. I know I, that, I yeah. remember watching that. That was cringe as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but like anyway. no, the gray was fine if you turn your mind off but if you were like actually <laughs> sitting there watching like the plot holes are so glaringly obvious yeah they don't do a good job of of showing what they're trying to portray well, and to be like, honest the director sucked yeah i mean at least there was no beating around the bush for i mean at least the point where these all these guys were going to die you knew it was going to happen yeah. It, but you didn't feel how it. dark was the movie though like i had to change my tv settings yeah couldn't see yeah and, and and i have a feeling like if you take it from me right like take it from like the plane crash if they somehow like a radio survives the plane crash and they're like you know we're coming out to help you but we're six days out and then like the group of people never moves, but they like try and bunker in and protect themselves, and the wolves pick them off one by one. But they have like the come to Jesus moment before that happens. Way more believable to me because wolves wouldn't track down people for like forty miles or whatever they end up walking. Like so, mm. so like if they're like, hey, we're we're gonna come save you. We just have to hold off for six days or something like that. And then they they never leave the plane, and they're trying to build like temporary shelters, but the wolves keep finding ways to get in. It becomes better to me. Um, just because it's, it's more believable. I don't know. I, I have a hard time. Oh, this plane, like some jackass who's like in this group was like, oh no, the transmitter's not responding. How would you know? The black box is literally designed for plane crashes. Do you try to tell me that this one didn't have one or it wasn't working? I don't know. I don't know. Just, yeah. They could have done a better job. It didn't have to be a plane crash. It didn't have to be, it didn't have to be, a, you know, so so remote i guess it, it could have been something where like like you said there's an end in sight we just need to get to point a yeah it, it, it tried to do too many different elements and honestly it got confusing yeah i i honestly like watching it the second time even with my understanding i still had no interest to watch this movie hmm. I, and i think that's a problem like a movie like this that they they want you to care about people, they need to suck you in so you get involved, right? No, I didn't have any of it. Just saying they have kids doesn't mean I want them to live. Exactly. Like, oh, he's human. If they all have kids, then they're all equally as useless to me. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, though? Like, if yeah. you if all colors look the same, then what the fuck is the difference if you get rid of one? That's so... True. It's like, well, come on, man. They all need to be different. They all need to be unique. And when the plane crashed, they should have had, like, a bro night where they just chatted with each other and you gave a shit about some of something. Instead, it was just, like, as soon as the plane crashed, people started dying. And, and yeah. the whole death thing, like, yeah, just too much, man. It didn't, it didn't need to be as cluttered as it was, and it didn't need to be as so convoluted. Like, if the, if the whole point is they're in purgatory... So lean into that. Like, 
Oh, mm. God. Taken three. <laughs> like, <laughs> saves us, man. Dude, instead, instead, they got to get them wallets. That's what they're trying. Oh, I know. I <laughs> thought that was cool. You know, yeah. I thought, okay, so yeah, you think that's cool. You know what I thought was stupid? Diaz goes to start taking people's wallets, and then he's like, no, put them back. Don't take the wallets. And then all of a sudden, yeah. the next day, he's like, grab the wallets. We're leaving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what? He's like, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna loot these bodies. And it's just like, homie, shut up. Actually, guys, up. we're gonna loot the bodies. But like the whole time. <laughs> now that we gotta go, loot the bodies. Yeah. The whole time it was pretty it was pretty unchallenged that Liam Neeson was the leader, right? Like that one guy tried to challenge him yeah. by whipping his dude, cock out and being dude, like, Who dude, the fuck are you? But like no dude, one Dude, that one guy that was like guarding the pl- like the like when they were sleeping on the plane, dude, he got destroyed by those wolves. Yeah, they woke up. His body was unrecognizable. Yeah. So it, it's it's uh, he put the double team on that dude. Those part, wolves. The part where they're in the woods and Diaz fights John Atway, uh, and like he puts him on the ground, and then the wolf comes and and grabs him by the shoulder. Yeah, and then Diaz is like, "What do they want?" And he was like, "You." And I was like, "Oh God, it's so <laughs> oh my God, it's so dumb." Mm. I don't yeah, know. Ter- terrible writing, terrible directing, and to be honest, like I didn't even think the CG was that good. It was, it was so, all right. But, so to yeah. me, to me, I thought. The scariest part of the movie is when they have the torch lit and they're looking into the darkness and all you see is the glowing eyes. Mm. I don't need to see the wolf. I don't need to see the gore. I just need to know what happened because then like my mind can fill in the blanks, right? But like just seeing like glowing eyes in the background in random scenes would have been great. And then not seeing the wolves, but like just seeing a spot where someone used to be would have made this movie a hundred times better. Cause I don't care about the CG. I don't care what the wolves look like and knowing like the point of view that you should have on this now that they're in purgatory. It's just like looking over and be like, Oh my God, where's Frank? Yeah. You know, would have been mm. so much better. Like, yep. like you see the glowing eyes following them everywhere. But then all of a sudden you look like as they're marching and one dude's just not in line anymore. I want to know, you know? Who, who said this was good enough to be released. Cause this movie sucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe he self-funded it. <laughs> I don't know. No, this was this was Fox, wasn't it? No, it was like Open Road or something. It's always a weird. Liam Neeson's movies always have like a weird studio nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> like every movie he's done since then. Yeah, this dude does not have a lot. Uh, under his belt. Oh, he actually did Cop Shop last year. I haven't seen that, but I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't hear too many bad things about it. Dude, he did the third Bad Boys. Oh no, he didn't direct it. No, yeah, he was probably a writer. He got, he got a writing. He got a writing credit on that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, but I mean, this is. I don't know, but I, I mean, it's the best review it got on IMDb was a seven out of ten. Out of a thousand. Yeah. Oh no, there's an eight. There's an eight in there. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It, it, IMDb rating is six point eight. That the user rate. Just a, I don't know. Just a lot of just. I don't know. Like you said, George, just convoluted. Like, 
Like there was that one time when they were ran- when they were sitting by that fire, and then the wolf just randomly attacks Diaz. Like, dude, that wouldn't have happened. Like this, no. Dude, one wolf is not going to charge. Right, my pack wolf and a yeti. Six guys. Yeah, could have been I mean, a yeti. pack animals, been right? A bear. So. A bear. Yeah. I think bears would have been cooler. To be honest, <laughs> if we're going to be honest, like I mean, yeah. I think a bear, a bear hunting them would have a made more sense, and b been a little cooler. The, yeah, the fucking man. wolves. Uh, I don't know. There are much better wolf movies out there. I feel like Teen Wolf, Balto, <laughs> Balto, <laughs> Balto was a better movie. <laughs> Homeward Bound. What is it? The uh, what's the Iditarod movie? Iron. Oh, um, eight below. It. <laughs> <laughs> is that Paul Walker? No, that's well, you know, it. Might have been. I thought. Yeah, it was. It was I Paul think eight below is Paul Walker. That's fucking R.I.P. <laughs> I don't know. Oh no. <sighs> Movie was trash. I paid seven dollars to watch it twice. <laughs> That's rough. Never, about it. I would never, ever, in my wildest dreams, ever want to watch this movie again because of how terrible. Even like the attacks, the cinematography was terrible. All right. Because, so, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Imagine this, George. Imagine. So this is one of this is one of Liam Neeson's post taken movies, and like I think this is one of the more decent ones. So, does that make you want to watch all of the other ones that are not good? <laughs> I think this one was very close to being a good movie. It just, like, the parts it biffed on, it biffed hard. Right? Like, the, the premise is fine. The, the actors were great. I, I thought the cast is actually low-key tremendous. Especially mm-hmm. for the time. The cinematography was horrible. Whoever yeah. watched this in the cutting room floor and was like, man... We should make it darker. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> in a movie theater, I'd never be able to see half this shit. Yeah, I know. Like, the, the stuff at night, I get it's supposed to be tough to see. But, bro, half of it is around a blazing yep. bonfire. These weren't small fires. They were eight-man fires. And, like, you mm. couldn't see a fucking thing. Yeah. As soon as you got to the uh, the character's shoulders, you saw nothing. Yeah, so I was like, man, what are we, what are we fucking doing? Like, th- this director sucked. The writing tried to be so clever and keep you guessing till the very end. Terrible. Like, because at the very end, I, apparently, I, it went over my fucking head and I watch movies every day. Like, I completely went over my head. I would never, if, if you're sitting at home and you're like, man, I want to watch a Liam Neeson movie, this is probably towards the bottom of your list. You don't need to see it. I could think of a hundred, not a hundred, but like at least 10 other Liam Neeson movies I'd rather watch. One of them being Ted. Much rather watch Ted than this stupid fucking movie. <laughs> a Million Ways to Die in the West, I, that was literally on TV the other day and I, I put it on. Yeah, dude, I'd rather watch, Liam Neeson is funny and pe- more people need to let him be funny instead of serious. Yeah, I agree. He can be funny. That's I think true. Liam Neeson's fucking hilarious, but like yeah. these movies, he did Taken very well. There's mm-hmm. no reason why he should be in any more. Yeah, movies. this character doesn't need to keep getting recasted because he's done it. He's perfected it. 
He's fine. The projects are terrible. Yeah, exactly. He just he stops yeah. saying yes to movies. Is what you're saying. He's great. <laughs> These fucking projects blow donkey dick. Like yeah, Taken yeah. Three was probably competitive with this movie. Like at least <laughs> at least Taken Three, I had a vested interest because I saw two and one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like this one wasn't. It just you if you want to shut your mind off and it's on TV. It's not a terrible watch, but I wouldn't pay for this movie again. Yeah. No, that that'll this will probably be the the last and last time I see this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just like it doesn't it doesn't age well. And to be honest, like we we came up with four or five different scenarios where it would have played out better. This this director should be ashamed of himself. Yeah. You wasted Liam Neeson on a good project too. Something that could have been great. Something that probably could have been Oscar worthy. You fucking blew it. And, and they I had twenty five million dollars, which is crazy to me. Give give me twenty four million dollars, and I could have made a better movie. <laughs> give me ten million dollars, and like all. I don't know where all the money went either, because the only one at the time who was a big star was Neeson. So like, I don't know where right. the money like, went. Like Frank Grillo, like wasn't to- a big like name just yet. No, the purge right. hadn't come out. Like, and and, and, yeah. and if you think about it, they had like this <coughs> bar in the middle of nowhere. They had a plane crash in the middle of a snowy field, and then it was literally just them in the woods. Yeah, like, where, where did all this? They, they weren't spending it on sets, and they weren't spending it on location. So where did they spend this money? <laughs> I mean, unless that was a ten million dollar plane crash. Well, no, no. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe the director, maybe the writer. He's like, okay, we had twenty five million dollar budget. Uh, twenty of that's for me. Yeah, <laughs> and then movie, five million for everything. Like, do they use? Do they have real wolves that they bought? I mean, I don't know what housing costs in in Alaska, but if they shot on site, maybe a lot of it went to that. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm telling Extra you, this, this movie, trailers. This movie sucked. The movie was <laughs> terrible. Was terrible. This, film, this film, this film, was shot in 40 days. It's this says. How do you and it okay. cost them twenty five million? Yeah. Uh, I'll take how to spend twenty five million dollars in a day. <laughs> That's Jesus like Christ, a, dude. a little under a million a day. Suck my ass. That director got paid, dude. That's what I'm Suck my ass, bro. He did the twenty five million dollars. I mean one for you, oh, twenty five million. Oh, here's an interesting thing, dude. Are they the Here's a, the the film initially imagined a much younger lead character who, who who would have starred. Listen to this. Who would have been Bradley Cooper? Oh no! <laughs> so so here's the question though. But was, but was eventually replaced by Liam Neeson. So did did Liam Neeson say yes, or did Bradley Cooper say no? Say- Probably Cooper said no. I bet you Bradley Cooper said no. If you I'm read this script and you're like, eh, I really don't like the way this is going. Bradley Cooper's best decision would be saying no. Wait, because you th- if, like if you think of when this movie came out and what else he had come after that, what how would this movie have shaped his career? So, wait, this was supposed to go to Bradley Cooper? Apparently. Oh well, he did Limitless in The Hangover Part Two in 2011. So yeah, no okay, shot. He's like, yeah, no, Limitless, fantastic movie. He did well. Here you go. Leading up to it, he did The Hangover. He did 
the A team. He did that terrible Valentine's <laughs> Day movie. <for laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to go do a little something called Guardians of the Galaxy. See you later. <laughs> yeah, when, when was Guardians of the Galaxy? That was like 2014. 2014. It was a few years after, but I'm sure it, it, they probably it, took a, in, a little while. In 2011, while though, he did Limitless, The Hangover Part 2, and then he went right into Silver Linings Playbook. The Hangover oh. Part Three, American Hustle, like, and then Guardians of the Galaxy. This bro, he did not need this piece of shit twenty-five million dollar movie. That's what I'm right. saying. He definitely said no to this, right? Like, we can come to the consensus that he didn't even get off. Like, either he got offered it first, he said no, or Liam Neeson just said yes before they gave it to him. Yeah, he, he was still riding the Wedding Crashers. Yeah, over Philly uh, to I mean, I mean, Bradley. Could you imagine if Bradley Cooper took this and then, like, let's just say. Like Disney looks at them for like Rocket, and they're like, "Nah, <laughs> look at look at the house." Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, imagine. Mm. Oh, but you know, you know who also directed who? What probably also led to Liam Neeson being cast is that the same director did uh, this. This exact same director did the A Team. So Bradley Neeson Cooper was, like, was the eighteen. That's probably that's probably why Bradley Cooper was in talks for the Gray. I will say though, I was not a huge fan of the big the A Team remake. I was not a big no, fan of that. You're an asshole, then. I never saw it. I have no idea. <laughs> but I, I, Joe Carnahan wasn't the main writer for the A Team, hence probably why the A Team was really good. <laughs> also true. Yeah, you so you didn't so, like the A team. The A team was so awesome. I, I, I wasn't. In lo- I mean, like I watched it. It's like a guilty pleasure. I I didn't think it was that great. That's such a mindless like. It's like a Michael Bay movie with a plot. <laughs> I thought that movie was. It, it it didn't deserve a sequel, but it was fine standalone. Yeah, I know they tried to make a sequel, and Bradley Cooper told them all to eat shit. But yeah, all right, so smoking aces too. Holy smokes. Directed blows so, with donkey balls. That, and then he never did another relevant, well, more relevant movie ever again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, so yeah, we're we're <laughs> we're kind of winding down towards the end here. So um, I gotta ask you guys, you know, as usual, you know, on a scale of one to ten, ten being you know the best possibly could be, one being absolute diarrhea. Uh, what would, what would you give the gray, George? Sorry, I'm just checking oh. out uh, the cinema, the director's cinematography. I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go, I'll go first there. Then, I, um, out of ten, I'm gonna think, I'm gonna give it a six. I'm probably being a little nicer than you guys, That's but honestly, on it. Honestly, I do think this is one of Liam Neeson's probably better movies, like in, in like the last like you yeah, know, but a little more you're than a decade. The movie, you're not grading Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is fine. Yeah, he's great. in this. In this, but yeah, usually in the movies he's been doing, you know, he's not too bad. He's not like he's not like Oscar worthy, but like I thought um, he could have been Oscar worthy. Yeah, so that's I, I, so I'm gonna go with the gray. I, it's not a terrible movie, but I mean, but its rewatch value is not there. Uh, I'm giving it like a a four. 
I think this movie was ass. Um, it had the potential to be really, really fucking good. <clears throat> um, the director dropped the ball. The director was also the writer. He dropped the ball. <laughs> and I think, I think that to John's point, the the rewatch value is fucking abysmal. Uh, I watched it twice like in a week. I watched it twice in a week, and I still didn't understand that it was supposed to be purgatory. <clears throat> I think the movie is terrible, but it it holds a little value in the sense that the actors were good. The, the it is kind of a thriller. So there's a sense of like suspense throughout the movie and there's some jump scares and stuff like that. But if you're watching it to watch a good movie, you're not watching it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I was, I was going to give this movie a three. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so, so basically like there are so many just little things that it could have been done to make any part of this movie better. And like the fact is like, we can just talk about it and figure it out between the three of us, like what could have made this scene more impactful? What could have done this? But these people who got a $25 million budget in 40 days to actually shoot it and had all these storyboards and everything else couldn't figure out <coughs> just common sense stuff drives me absolutely nuts. These millionaires mm. who are educated in cinema couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Pussies. I don't know. I'm never going to watch this again if I can help it. <laughs> Well, we 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 got this one out of the way. Bye. <laughs> well, we got to spin the wheel. We we do got to spin the wheel. So that's our thoughts on the gray. Um, be sure to let us know what your thoughts are. Since we we're leaving the Liam Neeson train once again, I'm sure we'll be back on it at some point down the line. <laughs> but now George is saying no. Got it. The only other Liam Neeson movie I want to ever review is The Phantom Menace. Oh, well, yeah, I forgot uh, he's in Star Wars. I forgot about that. Yes, yes he is. <laughs> but, Arguably the greatest Jedi of all time. I do like I do like Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> he's arguably the greatest, and we can hop yeah. into that when we get to Star Wars. If yeah. we get to Star Wars. But now it's, it's come down to that time where we got to pick the year... For the next movie we're going to be doing. This is my favorite. So, <laughs> so let's, let me Stop pull up the wheel. wheel you fucking monkey. monkey. Let me pull up the wheel of doom. And let's see what it we're going to be working with. Is. Here we go. Come on, Come on 2004. 1984. Oh, hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we did that. Did we, did we do that? I'm going to take a vote right now, guys. Do you want me to scrap the 80s? Uh, I think <laughs> I have the, the never-ending story, story and all that. I know the Terminator was in 1984. Oh, oh then. Yeah, yeah we did this. Yeah. Alright. Didn't count. <laughs> so DJ spin that shit. Eight miles. Twenty oh, two thousand eight. Iron Man. Alright. This is the original Iron Man? 
Yes. Oh, damn. All right. So the next episode of You Can't Beat the Classics will be a movie from the year 2008. All right. So let's get to the deciding part. See you guys next episode. Later. See ya. Peace.